and we back in this thing like we left something. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to this week's episode of I Got a Story to Tell. I want to thank y'all for joining me and coming back. Shout out to everybody who's been riding with me. Can't believe we all way in season three. This is the third episode of season three. Like I told y'all from the first episode, gonna have a few more serious stories. Um, and this week uh, begins one of those stories. Uh, this week um, is a two-parter. Two parts to this thing. So, without further ado, further ado, further, further ado, whatever it means, whatever they say, let's get to it. I got a story to tell y'all. Let's go. takes place i'm not sure i'm not i'm not real sure y'all gotta forgive me it's either like late 2006 early 2007 time um when this happens when the story takes place but we got to go back a little further to get to where we're going so in the early 2000s um i lived in tampa florida for about four four and a half years um i never intended on moving or living back in Cincinnati. So when I left for college and went to school in Dayton, Ohio, I still didn't want to, you know, I made this vow to myself. I don't want to live in Cincinnati. I wanted to spread my wings, get out there, live somewhere else. So August 26th of 2005 is when I officially moved back home to Cincinnati, Ohio. I was living in Florida, like I said, for about four, four and a half years. And I moved back and this was a hard pill to swallow like I had told myself I never was moving back and now I'm there I gotta be back so I moved back home I flew home August 26 2005 I flew into the Dayton Airport and my brother Kevin was there to pick me up and we drove to Cincinnati that was one of the toughest drives down 75 South to Cincinnati Ohio that I ever like had to take because it was like it was really official like I'm, I'm i'm back here which was depressing for me um i can honestly say i was very depressed like extremely depressed a lot of my relationships and friendships weren't as strong as they you know once were once were um i was just in a bad and dark place at that time so i'm back home in ohio and I don't know what my next move is. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I don't know anything. I'm just really still trying to wrap my mind around. I am officially back home in Ohio, which I didn't want to be. So a lot of time when I first moved back, um, I was living at my mom's crib and I was staying in that room, the room, you know, I was just depressed. Like I didn't want to get out the bed. I didn't want to do anything. And it was rough. It was very rough. Um, like I said, my friendships and relationships had been strained and weren't in a good place either. So I didn't have 
those people around me that I could lean on who, you know, would rally, rally me to get me pumped and going and start getting life, you know, back going. Right. So a few months later, I ended up moving into my spot downtown Cincinnati. And I spent a lot of time by myself. I, I really got into a place where I was in my head a lot. I was in my thoughts a lot. Um, half the time I was trying to figure out and configure a plan to how do I get back to Tampa, Florida? Like what's my, what's my move? What's my, what's my strategy? The other part of the time it was, woe is me. I'm here. Um, and on those days and my Cincinnati people know on those you know, late fall and winter days when it's gloomy outside and gray and um, it gets dark early and all of that shit, it can be tough on you mentally. After a while, I started getting to a point where I would try to go out a little bit here and there, try to do a few things, get out, walk around downtown, just go see stuff, just try to change my view of shit. Start getting cool with a lot of people, start rebuilding those friendships and those relationships with people I had. And it worked. But I still when I when I was had my alone time, I was still struggling. Um, I never been a person to turn to drugs and no shit like that. Drugs have always scared the shit out of me. Right. Not being in control of myself and, you know, my functions and all that shit always scared me. And later on this season, we'll have a discussion about what really <laughs> what really made me be like, nah, I'm good on drugs at a young age. So like I said, I'm living downtown by myself. A lot of reflecting, a lot of just sitting there quiet, a lot of in my head shit, right? So one day it's a Saturday. I'm chilling at the crib couple people I got cool with at the time they're talking about hey we should go out we should hang out I'm like alright cool let's do it so I go throughout my day doing everything I needed to do later on that night two of my boys hit me up hey we was gonna go out but you know what I'm saying something came up we ain't gonna go I said alright and it was supposed to be myself and three of my other guys so those two canceled. Then my other homeboy called me. He said, hey, man, me and my girl, we decided to do something else. So I ain't going to step out tonight. I said, all right, cool. So I'm sitting on the, the uh, couch in my living room. And I'm like, man, this is about right. This is about how, you know, the course of my life is going. You know, upset, friends not kicking it, all that shit. So I get in my head in my depressive state again. I come to find out that my cousin, shout out to my cousin, Tremaine. Y'all know Tremaine. Love you, boy. Um, At the time, he's throwing parties and shit, right? So I find out he's having a party down on Pete Rose Way. For those who don't know, Pete Rose Way is downtown near the stadium. Um, there was a bar, and I can't remember the name of the bar. So he's having, like, a party there. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to go. I'm going to go through. So I'm chilling around the house for a little bit. I end up going. I'm in there. I see my cousin. We talking, kicking it. I'm drinking, drinking, uh, drinking some more, drinking some more. Now, from 
where I live to the spot where the party is is about maybe five minutes, if that. Because again, I live downtown. I live right across from the Kroger building on Central Parkway. From my crib to the spot where the party is, maybe five minutes. That may be, five minutes may even be a stretch. I could walk there, honestly. Now, it's not a walk you want to make, but you can. So I'm drinking, drinking, drinking. I get a call on my phone from this young lady who I ain't talked to in a long time. Her and I had had our dealings in the past. Um, I haven't talked to her in a while. But she's bartending at another spot called the garage, which is which is out like Springdale area near this high school called Princeton High School. So she calls me. We're talking a little bit real quick. She was like, you should come see me tonight. I'm bartending. Um, you know, I'll probably get out of there about two. You can pick me up and we can just rap. I say, all right. Now, she wanted to talk because she heard I had moved back to town. Like I said, her and I had past dealings, but, you know, one thing led to another. We weren't really rocking with each other anymore. And she was like, we need to talk, clear the air, get back cool. I'm like, all right, cool. Say no more. I know she doesn't get off until two. At this point, it's probably about 1130. At 1130, I've probably already had about four or five drinks. Jack on the rocks, which is my drink. So I'm like, okay, Mike, if you go home, you're going to lay down and go to sleep. If you stay here, you're going to keep drinking. That's not going to be good. So I ended up having a couple more drinks and I go out to my car and I sit in the car waiting for, you know, when's a good time to take off and go out there to see her. Now that's a drive to go from downtown to Springdale is a drive. So what do I do? I wait in the car for a little bit. I actually doze off real quick and I wake up. I know she gets off at two. At this point, it's probably about 115, 120, something like that. I'm like, well, I might as well make my way. So I fuck it. Turn on the car, I start driving. And I never forget, I had reasonable doubt by Jay-Z playing loud as shit. And this, I'm I'm drunk. And I know this feeling. And I'm like, you know what? Let me let these windows down. Let this cold air hit me so it can increase my my awareness and all this shit. So cool. I'm driving. Make my way through downtown. I get on Central Parkway. Coming around that corner. And I'm driving. There's a spot on Central Parkway when you come up out of downtown. Going towards, uh, you got the train yard on your left with the viaduct. You got... White Castle up some ways, but there's a big clock that's on 75 that you can see on the expressway from Central Parkway with the time on it. And I remember looking up at the clock and it said 123. And I remember looking at the clock and I said to myself, one, two, three. And I gave like a little. <laughs> and I remember looking back out the, the front window. And I'm driving and I lose control a little bit and I start swerving and I'm about to go across the lane that's on my left. Cause I'm in the far right lane. I'm about to go across the lane that's on my left. Then I'm about to go over the other two lanes that are going the opposite direction. 
And something in my head said to me, fuck that shit, Mike. Don't straighten the wheel. I could have corrected the wheel, right? I could have co corrected the steering of the car and just swerved back because I, I was I was conscious enough and in the moment enough that I knew that the car was going across those lanes. If that makes sense to y'all, like I knew it. And I was aware enough that I could have been like jerk the wheel back. But something in my said in my mind said, fuck it, Mike, just let it go. And I remember my head starting to drop a little bit, like my face, like going down a little bit. And I wasn't panicked. Like I didn't panic. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't anything. And I'm just like, damn, go ahead. Let it, let it happen. Let it happen. And had I, had I like, um, like, had I just kept going, there's a, there's like a, a hill there that, you know, that car is going over, right? And I feel myself not worried, not scared, not anything. And I'm just like, this it. This is it, right? This is it, Mike. You was cool. You had fun throughout life. Let it go. This is it, right? And this is the first time in my life, the very first time in my life, I was okay with dying. This is the first time in my life that I'd ever contemplated, like, I don't want to say suicide, and I don't throw the word suicide around loosely. Um, for some of y'all who know me, y'all know I've lost a sibling um, due to suicide. So I don't play with that, really. But this is the first time in my life, in this moment, that I was like, that's it. Be at peace with it. Like, it's cool gone here right because i was so in that moment in that time i was so depressed right i know it's a word we throw around a lot depression 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 but it's a real thing and when you're not happy with your situation and yourself that's what you deal with right so at this moment i'm like Shh, that's it man it was fun while it lasted it was cool right before now i crossed over like i said i crossed over the lane on my left I crossed over the other two lanes. Well, almost both of those lanes. Right before my tire, like, hit the curb on the opposite side of the road. Like, right, it was almost simultaneous. Soon as that tire hit that curb, a voice in my head says, Oh, nigga, you tripping. I, pr I promise y'all, that's what it said. Oh, nigga, you tripping. And it sounded like, my brother Mac like for y'all that know me Mac Kit like DC all this is how we speak to each other right and it sounds like that like oh nigga you tripping and I fixed the wheel I shot my head up and I grabbed the wheel and just turned towards my right and there was one car coming nobody else on the street one car and the car goes right by me. I sell, like I correct the wheel, correct the wheel, correct the wheel, get back on the other side of the street. And I pulled into White Castle on Central Parkway, put the car in park. 
and I boohoo cried, like just start crying because I had never in my life felt like it was okay to take myself out, right? I never felt that way ever, ever, ever in life. But this was the first time like that I got to that point. And so when people like I never take it lightly when I hear people tell stories or say things like, you know, um, I heard a voice or I heard this. I know I did. I know I did. I know I did. And it just so happened to be, you know, I won't say even disguised, but it just happened to be the voice of my brother who was like, nigga, you tripping. And I was. And I sat in that parking lot when I tell y'all boo hoo crying for about 30 minutes to the point a Cincinnati police officer pulled up next to me and was like, you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And I never get he had the thickest mustache, black cat, had the thickest fucking mustache. And he he didn't take my word for it. Like, he didn't take my word for I was just all right. He could see, you know, tears and all that. He got out, came up to the window. And I remember he took his hat off and put it on the seat in his car. And put his arm, like, in my car and, like, was just rubbing my shoulder. And it turned into, he said, he said, bruh, you good? Like, it wasn't even no police officer. Or like, the uniform shit wasn't gone. It was a black man who saw another black man dealing with something and was like, bro, you good? And I just like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. He was like, all right. He was like, you need me to stay here for a minute? I said, nah, you good. You good. I was like, I appreciate you though, bro. He was like, all right. And he gave me some dap. Like, y'all know that dap, that nigga dap. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. And he gave me some dap. And he pulled off. And I'm like, shit, man. Like that whole situation, like really fucked me up because in one moment I was ready to 86 myself. And the next moment I'm letting it all out. And I feel like this cleanse coming over me of nigga, let that shit out. Cause I had been holding on and harboring that shit forever. That depression, that like, fuck, I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm upset, say all that shit, right? So he pulls off. I sit there for a little while longer. And I was like, damn, dude, you really, like, you out here on that. Like, you tripping. I had a full conversation with my myself that night. I'm big on talking to myself, like I always have been since I was a kid. But even with all the conversation I had with myself throughout the years and all that shit. It took the voice of a person who wasn't even there with me to save my life.